Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Lin Li Fu and Ryan Huang. On Mind Your Business today, we'll be speaking with a remarkable debtpreneur who has transformed challenges into opportunities. That's right, Lin. So this is how he described himself on his LinkedIn bio. At 29 years old, I was $200,000 in debt with $2.43 in my bank account. And after starting and filling four businesses, most call me stubborn and they're not wrong. My first business was selling car parts when I was 19. If you think about it, what were we doing at 19? Wow, 19. Can't remember now. It's like yawns ago. So this is quite a remarkable journey after four failed businesses since Brian did not give up. Uh, In fact, um, in 2018, he had another try at entrepreneurship and launched his e-commerce homeware brand, House. Uh, so when the pandemic hit in 2019, his business started picking up fast, attracting lots of sales, even hitting 100% growth in some months. Uh, but this is also when he realized he had a real issue, wastage because of the quick click and buy culture, mm-hmm. especially around furniture pieces online. So that led him to his journey in sustainability and his brand Eco House. Yes, and he's now on the line to share more about his entrepreneurial journey and vision. Brian Chua, CEO and founder of Sheldon Global and founder of House. Brian, welcome to the show. Hi guys, good morning. Hey Brian. Thanks for uh, be- having me. Glad to have you on. Now before I kick things off, I like to always do some homework on my guests. <laughs> and I was trying to find yeah. you on Instagram and your Instagram handle is Jolly Octopus. Is this because you've mm. got your hands in many things? <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. So I always see myself like an octopus. I want to do so many things at one go and I'm always having my hands everywhere. And I'm always happy. You know, I've always been positive. You know, as you mentioned, I was in debt since 29 years old, but I've always had a positive outlook in life, thinking that, you know, I will pull through. And yeah, I guess, you know, positivity brought me to where I am today. Okay, Brian, so what was the issue which inspired you to create EcoHouse? So EcoHouse is actually a sub-brand of house which you probably already know. And it really stemmed upon during the COVID period when I was looking at everything that was happening and I was asking myself, you know, what do we do Mm. next, you know? So sustainability was coming out, you know, the government was championing sustainability and said like everyone had to do their part. Mm. Then I was looking at our brand and I was saying, well, we are selling products, right? And we are selling like plastic products. So I kept asking myself like storage boxes. Could we do storage boxes or laundry baskets that were not made of plastic, right? Like why did it have to be made of plastic, right? Why did we have to store our clothes or our shoes, you know, in, in boxes that were made of plastic? Couldn't it be made of paper, rattan, cane or anything else, right? So that's where I started thinking a bit more and I started re- a bit more and I realized that there was actually a very big movement that was already happening in Europe and in America. So upon digging a bit more, we started looking at new suppliers, new supply chains, new factories in general. Mm -hmm. And that brought me all the way to Vietnam, to India, to Indonesia. And then we realized that, wow, you know, it is actually possible. So with that shift, we started to look at, we started to bring in products like that. Mm. And I must say, you know, in the beginning, it was a bit challenging. But right now, I think EcoHouse has already came out and we are championing this industry right now. 
Yeah, Brian, give us an idea. You know, what does House have and then how does EcoHouse uh, expand on that? What are the materials that are different? So House is mainly a storage brand, so storage and organization. Uh, we do a, a lot of laundries. Uh, we do a lot of cleaning items as well. So that's why during COVID, we, we saw our sales really boom quite a bit. So for EcoHouse, it's pretty much in the same territory. So we're doing storage, laundry and cleaning. But everything that we touch, you know, is something that's sustainable is an end-to-end process right so it's something that is uh, sustainably acquired manufactured and brought into singapore so the issue here is that with sustainability or sustainable mm. products it tends to get a bit more expensive in terms of costing yeah how expensive uh, uh, but what was, margins are you looking at okay so in terms of like price right rsp you'll be looking at something about 20 to 30 percent more expensive margins wise is a bit tighter for us but i think you know, as long as we continue this drive towards sustainability and the government takes actions and, and, and champions this industry, I think we'll be doing quite okay. Brian, I'd like to know more about the sustainable materials that you're using. Can you tell us more about that? I heard that ninety over okay. 90% of EcoHouse's products are handcrafted using natural materials. Where do you get these materials exactly, from? Exactly, exactly. So everything is handcrafted, handmade. So our main source is actually currently from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. We are looking at Indonesia as well. Uh, I just came back from a sourcing trip. So we're exploring India as well. So these are the countries where you it is possible to find items or materials that are sustainable. So this would include things like seagrass, mm. hyacinth, mm. rattan, cotton, pulp as well. So recycled pulp. So these are items that are that comes naturally from Mother Nature, right? If it's not used, it's actually put to waste as well as fertilizers or as animal feed. So right now, what we're actually doing is using material that is already available in abundance and reusing it into making products that can be used in the house. Yeah, so I'm just wondering, you know, this sounds very straightforward and simple. So why isn't it done already? Is this because the process, the production process is difficult? And what is involved in this production process? How do you make it also sustainable? It's a very interesting issue. You know, when we first started this about one and a half or two years ago, right? Uh, I started to bring in my first container of sustainable goods. I said, okay, let's go Eco House, you know, we're going to make it happen. And then we came to realize, you know, hey, it's not that easy. Why? When you bring in products that are made out of plastic or, or other materials, you know, it tends to be easier to store. And what we realize is that when you bring in things that are natural, ambient storage, temperature, moisture becomes very important as well. How do you store this item? So during our first, you know, our challenge that we had, we had like issues with mold. So the item mm. getting a bit moldy. We had issues with little bugs on the items as well. And that was scary because, you know, imagine like we place an order, such a big order. Imagine Imagine if it all got infested, you know, just think of it like termites eating all your products, you know, then what happens then? So we did a lot of research, you know, we worked with, we continued working with the suppliers. We actually did have to change some suppliers as well. And, you know, to today we're still bringing in and we have managed the whole situation as a whole. Ryan, uh, you were mentioning about going to Vietnam for sourcing trips. We understand that you were working with the local women union there to support the local mm. community. So tell us more about that. Exactly. So buying products from Vietnam is easy, right? Anyone can do it. But how do you how do you ensure that what you're buying is a sustainable source as well? So so the question that we had to our suppliers was 
who are the people that are weaving all these baskets, you know, and how is it helping them? So we actually took part in this association called the Namdin Women's Association. So Namdin being a place in Vietnam. So every item or every sale from Eco House, a percentage actually goes back to the association to help all these ladies. So this imagine the ladies in the village, right? Low education or rather no education. They didn't have any other means of revenue um, to support them. So it should mean that their kids wouldn't be able to attend school. But with this, you know, we're actually giving back to society. We're allowing them to have a source of income and we're actually allowing them to put their kids into education and also to have a better life. Very, very nice uh, initiative indeed. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just wondering as well, when you look at the future, what is the future for sustainability and home living in Singapore? Especially when you think about whether people are willing to pay that premium for sustainability because already people are complaining about paying 10 cents for a plastic bag. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be tough, right? Everyone knows that it's the right thing to do, but exactly the same as your plastic bag example, you're going to have to pay more, right? Why do I want to pay more? You know, why do I want to do something? You know, would that difference be made by me be enough to change the world? So shifting consumer behavior is going to take time. You know, we've already seen it happen in the European markets. You know, I remember when I was in Europe and America, right? Or, or rather during some of our trips, we tried to sell plastic to them and they would never look at it. You know, we do have a few retail stores and, and you would see like the customers that come from this country, they will never pick up a plastic item from our shop to purchase, you know? So we've already seen that mental behavior, you know, that shift. So it's going to take a bit of time in Singapore, I think a lot more conviction and awareness is still required and it doesn't happen just from the government's push. I think a lot of sellers, people like me, uh, retailers as well, needs to play their part, you know, in making this change happen. So we've already one of the big steps that we did is we stopped issuing plastic bags or even selling plastic bags or single-use bags in our shop totally. It started off with a bit of resistance but we realised that it wasn't that difficult because people People understood the position that we had and I think it's being more and more well received right now. We're in conversation with Brian Chua, CEO and founder of Sheldon Global and founder of House. Brian, you were awarded Retail Leader of the Year 2022 by the Singapore Retailers Association. Does this award mean anything to you and maybe your business as well? Well, so it was honestly an award I did not expect to win, okay? I wasn't going to attend the gala. They called me and said, Brian, just come down. Um, we're going to sponsor one of your seats, you know, just come down. So I, I, I went down not knowing what's happening. And then at the end of the whole um, gala night, they said, oh, retail leader of the year, Brian Charles. I was really shocked, like, where did that happen? <laughs> so coming back and, and looking back, we were talking to them and and we said, uh, why? He said, well, you know, you're doing a lot to, to help. Little moves, but it's simple moves that it's headed towards the right direction. So what does that mean to me? For my business, it hasn't helped me in any way. But I think personally, it's helping me in my journey because I want to participate in a lot more talks with either Singapore Retail Association or even other organizations like SME Centre or Enterprise Singapore to actually be involved in more sustainability projects. I feel that this is way bigger than just my brand or my business, but it's more like how we can actually champion that change within the the whole industry. Yeah, congrats on your success so far, Brian. Uh, So you've got a lot of um, lessons you put up along the way and you've bounced back from many failures as well. Uh, What's some of the advice you can maybe share with 
some of the folks out there who are perhaps going along this journey as well, uh, bearing in mind that you know, many startups do fail. When do you decide to cut losses and move on? When do you decide to bounce back? I think the mental capacity for this is really important. You know, I mean, as you correctly mentioned, I went through a lot of losses. I was in debt, you know, so so I think all these failures has actually built me up to become a stronger person as well. Um, so I would say like definitely having enough experience uh, before you actually dwell into the business that you're doing is really important. Having that mental mindset that to accept failure and to actually rise through that. Um, really, you know, I think a lot of people say uh, never give up, right? And, and I'm a very, very big champion on that. You know, failures are definitely there and it will never stop. You know, the road bumps are going to get more and more and more frequent uh, during your whole career journey. So I think the whole idea is that you need to realize where's your end goal. Right. Mm-hmm. If you wanna, if you wanna be successful in, in your entrepreneur journey in your business, you know you just have to look at the end goal, disregard any harms, uh, pitfalls along the way, and just head towards the direction that you want to go to. Very quickly, Brian, before we let you go, given your entrepreneurial yep. spirit and then, you know, being jolly octopus, I'm sure this is not uh, the final thing that you'll be doing. So, what's next in the pipeline for you? Oh, we do have quite a few things happening. So right now, uh, we've just launched a new brand called Aroma Matters. And we're also looking at expanding into Malaysia and regionally around Southeast Asia as well. We have also started our American operations. Um, yeah, and the one big thing that I am looking at this year is to start a brand, a new brand that is sustainable and related to the elderly. So we will be looking at a elderly adult diapers, something that's being used widely in very big volumes. And we're looking at how we could make that more biodegradable and more sustainable. All right, yeah, thank so you very much, Brian. Thank you. Uh, we've been speaking with Brian Chua. He is the CEO and founder of Sheldon Global and founder of House. Save us on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.